0: Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Fergal Armstrong and welcome to Lifestyle Matters and we have with us Ms. Charmy Cheng of the Dietitian's Kitchen. So Charmy, I thought we'd speak today about sodium. So first of all, can you tell us exactly what is sodium?
1: So sodium is a chemical term or we usually understand in our general life, people think sodium, they will think of salt. And salt Mm -hmm. is made from sodium chloride. Um, Sodium is really important. It's a mineral and it's really important for our body. We need sodium, Mm -hmm. but we don't want too much sodium.
0: Yeah. So let's just hone in on the difference between sodium and salt. So sodium is only half of salt. So therefore, The the recommended limits for sodium consumption, they need to be doubled, roughly, if you're considering the the, the actual weight of salt, is that correct?
1: Yeah, probably, yeah, because the the component of the salt is sodium chloride. So when we Mm. think about um, the amount of sodium in salt, probably around half. So general, the recommendations talking about sodium is 2300 milligrams. But when we talk about salt, we will talk about five to six grams. So it's hmm. almost double. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so you've said that it's really essential for um, for life, really. And it, but it, it too much, it, it creates harm and too little, of course, it creates harm. So let's talk about what happens if you have too little sodium in your diet what happens then
1: <clears throat> yeah so if we see some people go to do sports and they sweat a lot um mm. and then they come back if they don't uh drink any sports drink which have some electrolyte to um to get their sodium and other mineral back they the consequences maybe they get muscle cramp or mm they can get very dizzy. It's because mm. that our body need this sodium and axiom, these electrolytes to help to um, help to work um, our neural systems and our muscle, mm. uh, our cell all need these minerals to uh, yeah. to do the reaction. Yeah.
0: So really, sodium is necessary for neuromuscular function and brain function. And if you've got too little sodium, you're prone to cramping and also dizziness and feeling weakness. And I mean, and I, I have a, I have a number of patients who are diabetic and they all say, oh, I feel dizzy and weak. Therefore I need to take glucose. Well, actually more often than not, in my opinion, they're feeling dizzy and weak because they're not taking enough sodium, especially when it's a hot day and and, and they're drinking lots of fluids without sodium content in it. Now let's move on to the other side. So having too much sodium, what, what's, uh, what, what problems do we understand that are associated with too much sodium?
1: Yeah. So sodium, imagine sodiums at like a sponge in our body and it will retain water. So Mm. the reaction of sodium in the body, it retains water, and consequently, that can increase the water content or increase our blood flow in the body, um, Mm. and the blood store in our bloodstream. So that consequently, that's increased the blood pressure causing hypertension.
0: Yeah, yeah. So high sodium, having Mm. too much sodium is associated with hypertension.
1: But our kidney will eventually work it out to remove the sodium, but it's going to take a while to do that.
0: Yeah. yeah. And actually having too high a sodium uh, intake per day is actually one of the, it's, it's actually associated with a global disease burden on all-cause mortality. So actually it's a very important issue. The, the, the minimization of uh, sodium ingestion to for, for most people to those limits of 2300 milligrams of sodium per day. But for those with pre existing hypertension, the sodium limits are actually lower. Would you care to talk about that?
1: Yeah, for people with like, um, hypertension, is they probably mm-hmm. their doctor recommend they to recommend them to follow a 1500 milligram recommendation. Mm-hmm. So that's even yeah. lower. Yeah,
0: yeah. So really, a low sodium diet is part of the treatment for hypertension. And that really brings us on to the concept of how we can actually use diet for people with uh, high blood pressure. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, what kind of diet we can use to treat hypertension?
1: Yeah, that's actually a type of diet. We call that the DASH diet. And the Mm. DASH diet is actually called the Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension Diet. And Mm. this diet is particularly designed to help with hypertension. So in not Mm. just preventing people um, will get hypertension, but it also helps to reduce their blood pressure. But not just about blood pressure, it also helps with other uh, chronic Mm -hmm. issues like generally help people to lower their cholesterol level, um, help with the mm. weight management. and um, yeah, etc. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. So we've, we've heard that the DASH diet is part of a, of a dietary approach to dealing with specifically hypertension, but what what's actually in it, you know, how would you describe the diet per se?
1: So we can see there's mm. a lot of uh, fruit and vegetables, whole grain, um, fat-free or low fat dairy fish, poultry, beans, and nuts and seeds and vegetables. But we should also look at the right-hand side is the limited thing that we should not have too much in the diet, which is the fatty meat, uh, full-fat dairy. These two is try to help us to reduce the uh, the saturated fat intake and also try Mm. to limit the sugary drinks, sweets. Most importantly, sodium intake.
0: Just if I could just... uh... Pick your brains there for one minute. So we've already said that people with hypertension really need to oh. limit their sodium to,
1: yeah. to
0: 1500 milligrams a day. Within that DASH diet is the limit of 1500 milligrams applicable to that DASH diet? Or is it the same? Or is it different? DASH diet is
1: 2300 milliliter, uh, milligram.
0: Milligrams. Yeah, so even fine. though the DASH diet is designed for hypertension, mm. it doesn't actually follow the lower recommendation of sodium. Is that right?
1: No, yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because so obviously, like, it's not just uh, the sodium issue in the dash diet. It's it's a it's it's an all encompassing diet aimed at treating hypertension. That's what I'm hearing.
1: Yeah, and even 2,300 milligram is very little, and not many mm. people can achieve this goal.
0: Yeah. So what does what does 2,300 milligrams look like in terms of actual sodium? How much mm. how much salt is that?
1: Um, It's about one teaspoons of salt,
0: like yeah. five to six grams. So a teaspoon of salt for all your food prep. So there's no added salt on the table. You need to throw away the salt cellar on the table, mm. and you can't eat any processed food because this processed food is full of salt, and yeah. you you can barely cook with a pinch of salt. That that's really what we're hearing, isn't it?
1: It is true. Yes. Yeah, and also okay. you can use any sauces like um, no soy sauce, no oyster sauce, no ketchup, no barbecue sauce.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's quite limiting, isn't it? When you really start to 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 look at that, so let's go look into the specifics of the uh, of the Dash diet because um, we we've seen the eating plan. Now let's look at the specifics
1: right so there's a specific um portions or serving size uh, we can look for so you can see from the food group we just mentioned from the eating plan um, there's a range of the serving size here for example the fruit you're looking for four to five serves a day and on the uh, right column you can see what is meaning of one serve like a one medium size fruit is considered as one serve there's a range here because um, for the DASH diet, it also helps with weight management and depends on people's uh, energy requirement. We will decide different serving size for the individuals. Therefore, there's a range here. So if people are, uh, have a lower energy needs, they will go for the lower end of the serving size.
0: So it's not just four to five of fruits a day, it's, it's, it's also four to five of vegetables. Yeah. It's six to eight per day of grain. So there's a lot of emphasis on vegetarian products and also fiber products. But then the, the limited foods include two or fewer a day servings of lean meats, poultry, and fish. So all that, that, that's the protein. Yeah. And but interestingly we've got two to four uh, servings of low fat or non fat dairy foods. Can you talk to me about that? What does that look like?
1: Uh, one cup of milk like it's around 250 milliliter is one serve. And then maybe a yeah. one small tub of yogurt. That will be one yeah. serve or two slice of the square shaped cheese. That will be considered that would as a
0: But that would be low fat yogurt or low fat cheese, wouldn't it?
1: That's correct. Yeah.
0: No, the no, light no. version. I'm not a dietitian, but I don't actually believe that low fat yogurt or low fat cheese tastes nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, some of them taste pretty good. Um, yeah, Yeah, but sometimes they might add a little bit extra sugar in you know, it to compensate mm. the fat loss. So have to read yeah. a good label. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the thing about fat free foods or low fat foods. To, to maintain some kind of palatable taste. A lot of the time manufacturers replace fat with actually sugar, don't they?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, and, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and that completely, there is absolutely no benefit, so, certainly speaking from a cardiovascular health point of view, there is no benefit in replacing fat with refined sugar to achieve palatability. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that I find interesting on this diet, and if we're looking specifically at the, uh, the diet plan, is... Um, four to five servings per week of nuts, seeds and legumes. So that's less than one serving a day. I mean, I love nuts. I eat nuts every day. And from a heart point of view, I think nuts are quite good for you. What would you say to that?
1: I agree, yeah. Because nuts have a really good fat in it. Maybe Mm. omega-3, omega-6, really good quality fats and fiber as well. Um, but, but the, these good fat are more focusing on, uh, helping with brain health Mm. and having too much nuts because fat fat they will put on weight. They will get, make people gain weight. If you have too much fat, Mm. unless you're going to compensate with other, um, fat intake, use less oil, try to compensate, reduce other side of the fat, then you can have more nuts. Yeah, but generally, yeah. like one serve of nuts a day is completely fine. So it's talking about four to five per week, which is equivalent to one, one serve, around one serve a day. And then maybe you've got two days nut free. <laughs>
0: <laughs> two days nut free. <laughs> All right. So, you know, we, in previous episodes, we, we've talked about, for instance, the Mediterranean diet. How would you? And uh, bear in mind that the Mediterranean diet was specifically designed to help people with heart disease, ischemic heart disease, angina, heart attacks, or, or in fact, those people who were at risk of angina or a heart attack. This diet is specifically designed to help people with hypertension. How would you compare the two? What 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 uh, comparison would you make? Mm-hmm.
1: Looking at the eating plan, actually, they looks quite similar because they both have a focus on a lot of fresh fruit and vegetables, whole grain products, mm-hmm. go for the lean meat and some uh, nuts and seeds. But the difference is the DASH diet, it's really have an emphasis on your sodium intake. It has a limitation mm-hmm. or recommendation of how much salt you should be taking daily. Um, and the Mediterranean diet didn't really mention about salt Another difference mm. different will be the fat in dash diet. As I mentioned that it also helped with weight management. So we have some calorie calculation here. So we're not having so much, uh, fat in it. There's all calculated. So that's like a limited fat intake, limited nuts. And we are focusing on low fat or reduced fat dairy products here. Um, In the Mediterranean diet, it's more focusing on you should use a good fat like your olive oil or eat some fatty fish. So there's different Mm. approaches. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's really important to emphasize there's different approaches for different therapeutic indications. And, and really, I think it's also important to emphasize that for the most part, there's no specific food that is absolutely contraindicated. It's all about a diet plan. It's the overall diet composition that's important. Now, I mean, you've, you've just said that the key thing about the DASH diet is the low sodium. Now, let's talk about um, occult sodium. You mentioned the number of products, the number of food products earlier on that had a lot of sodium in them. Where do we find sodium in our diets that we might not expect?
1: Wow. Too many, (laughs) (laughs) too many, basically any types of packaged, uh, processed food, food in a package, you might expect some sodium in it. Yeah. Even a canned, like a can of vegetables, you got sodium in it. Yeah. Yeah, So it's everywhere.
0: Yeah. Why is that? Why is sodium put into processed food?
1: Well, one of the reasons that sodium they use for preservative. So it's really important. Uh, It can increase the shelf life. Yeah. And Another reason would be just taste because sodium is really cheap and it added to the food to enhance the taste. Yeah.
0: Right. So specifically about uh, Asian condiments. Where, where do we get a lot of sodium?
1: We love sodium. <laughs> when you think about like soy sauce, oyster sauce, chili paste, yeah. fermented tofu paste, uh, fermented shrimp paste, everything, they're just very salty. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So yeah. does that mean that if you're really going to adhere to the DASH diet, that all of those foods are just contraindicated? I mean, is it possible to actually have those tastes in your diet? Yes, while still, still here.
1: Um, thanks for the technology. Now we have reduced sodium soy sauce. Uh, we have yeah. low sodium oyster sauce um, it's the amount yeah. of how much you're putting in your food. So home home cooking is always the best because I think you can control how much uh, sauce is going to put in your dish. But when you yeah. eat out, asian cuisine are generally quite high in sodium not just sodium but also maybe msg or other seasonings just so hard to avoid when you eat out but definitely Mm -hmm. do it at home you can control
0: right right so what i'm hearing then is in terms of tips to implement the DASH diet, especially in Asian cuisine, the key thing is to consider cooking at home and use low sodium options. Are there any other tips that you might suggest? Mm,
1: I would say try to do a meal plan. So if we can do the meal plan um, ahead before you go for grocery shopping, uh, and then that's probably better easier. So you can plan your week and get the ingredients, try to get the fresh ingredients. Uh, Do the cooking, just mindfulness cooking. Try not to add so much salt, but you can use other uh, herbs and spices. Use like onions, uh, garlic, and different herbs added to your cooking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, I think reading food label is a very important skill to help us to pick the good products that has less sodium.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's an art in itself, isn't it? I mean, there's a there's a number of uh, issues to discuss with that. Firstly, the the amount of sodium per serving versus the amount of sodium per 100 grams. Can you talk us through that?
1: So when we see the food label, usually that's two columns on the food label. One side is Mm -hmm. per 100 gram or per 100 meal. The other side is per serve. So it depends on what's the purpose for us to read the food label. If we are going to compare products, we always look for the per 100 gram or per 100 um, milliliter size because we need to standardize the unit so that we can compare the products. Um, so yeah. look into the food label when we look into the sections called sodium here. And then you can see this mm. example saying there is 250 milligrams of sodium in 100 gram. So that's yeah. not so bad, but there's a uh, some number we try to remember. So if a product, it got 120 milligrams or even less than that, it's a really good product. It's called a low sodium product. Mm. Um, anything is like less than 400 milligrams per 100 gram. They are still good. They're still pretty good. Yeah. But I give you an example what product you can never find this number. It will be your canned soup and also maybe uh, processed meat, for example, yes. spam. Everyone heard about mm. that spam. Yeah, spam. Even they have a twenty-five percent reduced sodium version. Um, for for twenty-five percent reduced version, they still have roughly um, more than a thousand milligrams in hundred gram.
0: Holy moly, that's yes. a lot
1: so yeah 100 gram basically is around uh half of the can half of the tin yeah yeah that's more than one thousand so basically if people on a one thousand five hundred restriction <laughs> half tins done that's it yeah yeah and also there's something that we is quite tricky when we look into the um when we go into shopping there's something's not called salt or they don't even have sodium on it but they actually got sodium in it. So it's called maybe baking powder. People can't imagine baking powder got sodium in it, but baking powder's main ingredients is bicarbonate sodium. Uh, So that's got sodium in it. Other things like celery salt, pretty obvious, got salt there. Or MSG, people think, no, MSG is different they're not salt. But MSG is like monosodium glutamate. It got sodium in it.
0: It's got sodium in it. Yeah. yeah. So we need to move away from thinking about salt to thinking about sodium.
1: Yeah. And that's why Sometimes we've... not just sodium and salt because like uh, when we call like uh, you want to get the vegetable stock or beef stock, chicken stock, yeah. that's got no sodium or no salt on the name, but it got a lot of sodium in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So just read the label. One of the things I like about what you said is that you actually use the per 100 gram figure to compare foods, but you use the sodium content of the packet to actually look at the food that you're consuming on your daily sodium tally. So that's why you need the two figures. One's that's for right. comparison, the other ones for your own personal health yeah. to, to make sure you stay underneath the maximum.
1: Uh, yeah, so you have mentioned that for an another purpose that when we need to look for the per serve is maybe when yeah. you are doing a meal plan, you have mentioned that and you want to calculate how much you are eating, you're consuming, then this point we move to the per serve for our own calculation. Yeah. It's just easier because the per serve, for example, talking about a packet of uh, cracker and then it's oh. like maybe it will tell you like four piece of cracker is one serve and it's just easier for you to, to imagine, to look for the exchange. How do you exchange how many uh, milligrams of sodium I'm having for these four slices of crackers? Yeah, if yeah. that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. So we've got yeah. different purpose to look for in the column.
0: That's why we've got different figures for sodium. And it's really important to emphasize that sodium is not salt. If you think about the grams of salt that you're allowed, it's possibly double, but that because it's salt includes sodium chloride. Another thing I want to just ask you is, is a lot of people say to me, oh, I'm using high quality salt. I'm using expensive sea salt. Could you just comment on the role that sea salt or high high cost salt products? Is there any health benefit to that?
1: Health benefit? Mm, it makes you feel yeah, better. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, but in terms of if you're trying to limit your sodium content, using sea salt or natural organic salt is it's mm. it's meaningless. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because it's still made from sodium chloride. If you break exactly. it down, it's still the same chemical. But the difference yeah. is probably it got some other minerals in it. Like, for example, yeah. people say, I like to use the uh, Himalaya pink rock salt. It sounds so fancy, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it got the colors So I I'm assuming that it got some um, other nutrients in it, maybe a little yeah. bit, little bit iron.
0: Wow. Yeah. All
1: right. But it doesn't. All right, sure, make I mean,
0: So Shami, do you want to just give us a quick summary of your thoughts around the DASH diet and how we can actually implement it, especially for Asian cuisine?
1: Yeah, I think um, sodium awareness is really important. Um, Mm. If people who have hypertension, well, usually people have hypertension diet, they might have other chronic health diseases as well it's really important they should go to see a dietitian and they go to see their GP and then also see a dietitian. And then the dietitian can help you to tailor a plan for you if you really need to or you want to try the DASH diet. The dietitian can help you um, to tailor a personal meal plan, which not just looking for the sodium, but also for the general total energy intake, making sure you have enough protein, um, enough fiber, drinking enough fluid in your diet. For sodium, awareness is another thing that people really need to um, learn more or be aware of it when you're doing your food shopping. As I mentioned, they got different names on the package. Um, so some something we call that hidden sodium that you probably don't even know that exists in that food product, like your, a can of tomato maybe, they add salt in it. Yeah, I don't know why, but I recently realized there is something called no-add-a-salt version. So there's something you can talk to your dietitian and to learn about what kind of food products they are better. Is there a reduced sodium version? And sometimes a reduced sodium version can be quite tricky, like an example I mentioned, Spam. So that's 25% reduced sodium. Sounds good. 25% less, but it still has so many sodium in it. So that's something that we really need to learn how to read the food label to find the best product.
0: Charmi, I want to thank you for your time and wisdom today.
1: Thank you. You're welcome.
0: That's all for today, folks. This has been Lifestyle Matters.